Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. I'm going to support this brand, and that is FatPelicanClothingCompany.com. We have the owner of Fat Pelican on this podcast as a guest, Josh Holter. And the company's just great. Go by. His story is awesome. I'm going to let him explain it more on the podcast. But go to FatPelicanClothingCompany.com or their Instagram page. Click on the link and buy and support them with whatever you can, whatever you like on there. Give his website a five-star rating for all that. Just whatever you can. Um, Listen to this episode. He explains his story, how Fat Pelican came to be, and raising a child with spinal muscular atrophy type 1. So I hope I said that right, Josh. I hope I did it justice. justice. And I'm going to stop blabbering and let Josh get to telling his story. So please, everybody enjoy Josh Holter. All right, so um, I guess we were visiting a little bit beforehand, Josh, about, um, and we're recording now, by the way, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. I told you, I told I told you I was going to tell you when I started recording, and then just jumped right into it. But um, I guess get into a little bit, uh, I found out about you through Instagram, actually, on the Fat Pelican Instagram page, but let's go back before that and just talk about maybe... Uh, your life and growing up and uh, how you got in the military and, you know, your service, what branch and all that stuff. I'll let you explain it. Yes, we'll start at the beginning. Uh, I was born down in Fort Myers, Florida, and then from there I just moved around a lot with my dad's job. Then uh, 1999, 98, 99, I moved to Bradenton, Florida, and um, went to high school down there and did a lot of fishing and uh, a lot of a lot of outdoor stuff down there and kind of <clears throat> graduated high school, went to community college, didn't really do very good in community college and really boil it down to um, fishing for Spanish mackerel down there. Uh, my grandfather taught me to take straws, these McDonald's straws. They were red on one side and yellow on the other and just thread them on a hook with a popper and sling them off the piers down there. Um, what? Now I look back at it, I probably shouldn't have been fishing with straws. Yeah, How, wait. but I pretty much bailed community college because of that. <laughs> okay, I know I'm going to interrupt you in the middle of your story, but this is fascinating. So is it like yeah. a, is that like a lure? Yeah, so my grandfather uh, had a fifth wheel, and he would drive down all over the country. He would drive down there, come visit us, and he would pick me up to go fishing. On the way to go fishing one day, he stopped at a McDonald's and said, Hey, Josh, run in there and grab some McDonald's straws. Uh, and I didn't really know what he was talking about, but I wasn't going to, you know, back talk him or ask him why or anything. So I just ran in there, grabbed a handful of them, walked out, um, got in the truck and asked him about it. And he said, oh, I'll show you later. So we get to the pier and he cuts these things, um, you know, about a third of the straw. And he would slide them on the leaders, you know, right below a popping cork and uh, put a hook on there. I mean, you just sling those things out and reel them in real quick. And those Spanish mackerel destroy those little straws. I would have never, like, I've never heard of a fish being caught off of a McDonald's straw or a straw of any sort. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I look back at it now, I never should be fishing with straws. It's like the worst thing you can do in the ocean is throw straws out yeah, there. Yeah, throw, throw plastic. Throw plastic out in the ocean. <laughs> but I, I was hooked. I was instantly hooked um, on fishing. So I, you know, I started getting into fishing for, like, the backcountry for snook and redfish and trout and flounder and all that stuff. I mean, just never really went to community college. I just kind of failed out of it, all because of fishing, pretty much, is what I boil it down to. But uh, 
Yeah, so my brother was in the Air Force at that time and just gave me a call and said, hey, you should probably do something with your life. Um, and then yeah, after telling me about how awesome Germany was and everything that he's been a part of, I decided to take the ASVAB and, um, yes, scored high enough to get a, a flying job and came into that career field and been doing it for 14 years now. So you're you're a pilot in the Air Force? No, I'm not a pilot. So I'm enlisted. Uh, I fly on the back end of an aircraft um, and do all the communications equipment back there. So oh, gotcha. I just load up radios and deal with that type of stuff. But I'm not a pilot. That's way too much responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. My grandpa was actually in the Air Force uh, during World War II. So oh wow um, yeah he was a you know I mean he was a like a mechanic on aircraft carriers right. and whatnot. Um, and for planes and helicopters and whatever they had yeah, that's awesome. going on there. But I got a couple of cool old pictures of him, um, that I like hold near and dear to my heart. They're really, really cool looking, uh, old pictures of my grandpa, like eating during, like in between working on stuff. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. So I have a lot yeah, of respect yeah. for service members. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what interests me in like talking to you about this, seeing the, the fat Pelican thing, because I have a lot of respect for service members and I have a lot of friends that uh, are in all sorts of branches that are like really close friends to me. Like for some reason I'm drawn to that mentality or that style or whatever. So as soon as I saw that, Hey, here's this veteran owned company. That's really cool looking. I was like, Oh, I need to ask this guy if he wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking me. It's really a, really nice to be a part of this for sure so why why i guess we can get into like explaining a little bit about fat pelican and how you even got started in it and um what it means and all that good stuff yeah so it was just about six months ago when we opened it up and uh my wife you know did the front of the technology i can barely make facebook work these days um <laughs> so she uh, you know is a big part of this but um i guess it started I can boil it down to about six years ago when my son was born uh, and he had some medical issues and stuff that we were going through so my wife had to stop working and through that she, you know we're living on win one income trying to you know make you know life happen just trying to get by um, and we had uh, an opportunity to open a um, nonprofit called Wyatt's Wish and my son's name and that nonprofit helped out other families with a ventilator mask a bipap mask that um was out of canada but it wasn't fda approved and this thing was about 350 bucks so we were buying those and sending them out to families and uh, it was taking up a lot of time for me and my wife and it was something for us to like work towards and uh, just be a part of and feel like there's something bigger than us out there um so was, everything was good for a couple of years and then out of nowhere fda approved the mask that was very similar and uh, insurance companies were buying this thing, so we didn't have to hand these masks out anymore. Um, so we kind of dissolved that nonprofit, and for about two years, a year and a half or so, two years, we didn't have anything that kind of took our time up. Um, there was kind of a little slack there where we weren't busy and we were able to, we were dwelling on a lot of negatives and things just weren't really going right. And um, yeah, I just kept talking to the wife about. Uh, opening up a small clothing company uh, called Fat Pelican, gearing it, or I didn't even have a name really, but just gearing it towards like inshore fishermen and people that have a love for fishing and a passion for it and, uh, you know, conservation, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it kind of 
was able to start it so that we had something to uh, to work towards and wake up in the morning and, and you know grind at I guess. Well, it's it's I mean it's one thing to uh, you know have an issue and have to deal with it, and then it's another to actually go into starting even the nonprofit that you did before or like getting involved in it where you're really handing handing these things out, you know, delivering and and um. And actually, like putting the legwork in, because it's enough on you just to take care of someone, you know, with issues. But then on top of that, you're helping others at the same time, and that's really like, that's really putting your money where your mouth is. Really, you know, like if you really care, you're going to do something about it and take action. And so there's right, a lot of res- right. a lot of respect goes because that's a lot of time, I imagine, to pass these masks out, to talk to people that have it, to help them along, to comfort them and whatever issues they're going through and stuff like that. Yeah. Another thing, though, is if you kind of, if you dwell on stuff and if you have time, if there's time to sit there on the couch and just dwell on how, what you think, you know, all the negatives, all the bad things that are going on, that can impact you pretty severely. So eliminating that time, you know, being more productive and helping other people out it kind of shows that positive light and trying to, you know, builds you up a little bit more. So you, we were missing that in between, you know, the wide switch and the fat pelican for the most part. Yeah. So you, you're doing all this while you still have uh, a full-time job, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Full, yeah. So I'm in the air force. Yeah. Full-time. Um, I recently, three months ago, I swapped over to air national guard here in Georgia so that we wouldn't have to move. Um, just because of like what's going on with my son and all that, uh, and all our doctors and stuff are amazing. So I didn't want to leave those guys um, and not have the support for Wyatt. But on the backside of it, yeah, it's still full time, you know, forty hours a week uh, job at least at a minimum. So what what part of Georgia are you from? My wife actually uh, lived a good portion of her life in Georgia. Yeah, so I live in right in the middle. So I'm stationed out of Warner Robins Air Force Base. And we live in a little town called Kathleen, right outside of Perry. It's about uh, an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. You didn't live too far away from her then, I don't think. Uh, I can't. Don't get me lying. I can't remember the name of the little town that she lived in. Um, <laughs> I, a I, bunch I, of little towns all over here. Yeah, I can remember like the name of a song of a band from like the '80s that's obscure, but I can't remember little things like that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, oh, that's cool. Um. So I guess you have you been in Georgia with your family the whole time? Why it's grown up there and all that? Right. Yeah. I actually uh, I've been stationed here for 14 years, which is uncommon to be in the military and stationed in one base for that long. Um, but since I fly on this aircraft and this is the only place that this aircraft is at, they kind of keep you here locally. So so you're full time there, and then you have this fat pelican thing that really does it focus on mainly saltwater fishing. Yeah, so I, right now, that's my passion. I mean, we have tons of ponds and lakes and everything around here, but in Georgia, I just can't really get into fishing for bass, and, um, you know, we have stripers and stuff. I just can't really get into it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas saltwater, I mean, that's where I kind of grew up at. It's where I, I feel more comfortable. Uh, I just have a, a passion for the saltwater fishing. Even though I'm three and a half hours away from the coast, I mean, we make that trip, you know, I don't know, probably – 20 30 times a year i'm over there even if it's just for a morning i'll wake up at 2 33 o'clock in the morning head over there hit the tides you know fish till three four o'clock in the afternoon and come on home uh, i mean it makes for a long day but i just have a love for it that's awesome that you're like i didn't realize 
how close you were to being able to go fish saltwater there uh, in Florida, which I, I grew up on the Texas coast down in South Padre Island. And so mm-hmm. that's all I fished was saltwater fishing, everything. There's saltwater right. fishing, saltwater fishing, saltwater fishing. And then, um, so bass fishing, I can never get into it either for some reason. Now, river fishing for like rainbows and browns, I really enjoy. Right. Um, but... I have not ventured up to North Georgia. We have uh, some really good trout fisheries up there, and I have not ventured up there. But we have a, uh, a river called the Flint River that runs um, up north towards up Atlanta, and we can hit that on our kayaks and fish for shoal bass. And I really enjoy that. That's like a a, a bass that lives up in the shoals, and they kind of compare it to a smallmouth, an aggressive smallmouth. I mean, it's an absolute blast to be out there trying to catch those things. But if we're just catching largemouth bass, slinging lures, I just can't. I just can't really get into it. Yeah, yeah, it's just something about it. it's not the same. Once you get that saltwater feeling, right. man, it's exactly. Yeah. So the fat, fat pelican stuff. So what do you make? What do you sell? What do you, what do you push out of there? So right now, uh, we're you know we got hats and t-shirts. Uh, we have stickers. Um, we're trying to just be that small clothing company where you know that uh, that has its eyes on quality, um, you know, and, and a passion and love for fishing. So uh, right now we're doing a lot of hats with like the leather patches. I think you saw those on Instagram. Yeah. Um, just trying to stitch those up and get them out. Uh, yeah. Quality quality products. We're not trying to sell you know the three dollar. Um, cotton shirts that are too wide and shrink up real bad. So no, please don't do that. That's terrible. Like yeah, I don't, we I, want the repeat customers for sure. So uh, I mean, I dig. I personally dig like the, the grandpa hat. Um, I think right, I saw right. Casey wearing one, and then I saw one on your website. Like uh, right, um, a guy's sitting there wearing the the grandpa hat. That I dig that one. But then I have kind of a unique taste and stuff sometimes. So. Um, and you got to make what sells at the same time, but the, do you make, do you do stuff where it's like a limited run of a certain design? Cause I saw a different design come out and then you do a different one after that and maybe bring that one back later. How's that work? Uh, so right now we're just in the beginning of it. So I'm trying to get my feet under me. I run, uh, this business. I want to run, if I could do it and my wife wasn't here, I would just go a hundred miles an hour at everything. (laughs) I'd probably fail. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but my wife, you know, kind of pulls me back and slows down. So, um, you know, I'll come up with an idea. We'll get it produced, get some patches or put it on a hat and then just see how it goes in the beginning. And if it goes in the beginning, we'll throw a bunch more money at it um, to try to get more product and get them cheaper. And if you buy 12 of something, it's not going to be very cheap. But if you buy 100 of something, you can get it down a little bit lower to where you can make some profit. So right now we're just trying to juggle to see what will sell, what won't sell, what the, you know, community that's following fat pelican is into um just trying to get it i guess our feet underneath of us so we do have some new patches some new hats coming out here shortly i am working with some new like a design team to you know keep our designs flowing and have some new ones come through uh, but it's a slow process you know i don't we don't have you know fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars to throw at this in the beginning so it's just you know we got to take these baby steps and hopefully you know, by the time I'm retired out of the military, you know, we're up to a, a decent speed where I can just do this full time. Well, I really, I really like this a lot because, um, I think growing organically and small and slow steps and what you're doing leads to nothing but like the perfect kind of success. And I don't mean like a rich success, but like a right. fulfilling, like good, successful passion. And, and I really like the, like 
you're experimenting. Also, the teamwork between you and your wife, like knowing now that your wife, you know, is there to kind of counterbalance your aggressiveness and your like entrepreneurial spirit type of thing where you're just let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do it, let's do it. And like, hold up, we need to think about it for just one second and make the right decision or as close to the right decision as we can. And what's it like with Wyatt and she takes care of him and then you're working and then now you're both working in this this fat pelican thing together, kind of like that. What's the relationship like? Does it get tense? Are you guys able to separate the work, you know, the job or the business versus relationship balance like that really well how's that how's that work um so yeah i mean there's problems there's always going to be problems but i married way above my level um i mean i don't i still am shocked at how i married my wife or what she thought what, what she even saw i mean in the beginning but regardless i mean she's phenomenal uh she's taken or taken taken she's taken wyatt's um problems and just really ran with it i mean that's her world she knows it so well um but the fat pelican thing was a way to you know again keep her occupied and keep her focused on something uh and a goal for both of us now there are times where again i want to go 100 percent you know full force everywhere and then she's like pulling me back saying slow down and i'm trying to explain to her why we need to go faster and she's trying to explain to me why we need to go slower you know and there's that whole mess there but it's nothing that we can't just talk out do you Um, guys do you guys normally like meet in the middle or are sometimes like she's like (laughs) sometimes you go like your point and she goes oh you made a good point i agree with you and then sometimes you go after like much debate you go okay i agree with you you're right on this one so it's kind of a give and take if i push hard enough she'll just say fine you know and we'll we'll move forward (laughs) um but yeah, we try to meet in the middle on those things. That's that's cool. I like it, man. I, I like this this philosophy. I think you've got something set up that's gonna just like, I I really dig it. I dig the products, the hats, um, the designs. Something just drew me to it. I saw. I don't know where I like how I even found it. It was just like scrolling through. It was on my explore page. Somebody liked it or something, and then all oh, of a sudden, yeah. I just clicked on. It. I was like, oh. This, yeah, this is cool. Like, I like it. And I and things would pop up. I'm like, man, that's a cool sweater. I really dig that sweater. I didn't even know it had the little pocket for the beer can or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, the goozy. Yeah, the goozy sweatshirt. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool-looking sweater. And the shirts, like, the shirts are super – they're simple, but they're really mm-hmm. cool. Like, I really like the design. Another thing I saw – and this is my brain firing 100 miles an hour like yours do does. Um, but – Another thing I saw is that you just got in like a little boutique store or something there. And for only being around like six months, um, the process of getting into stores and selling your product there, is that something that you're pursuing more? Yeah, we are trying to. But again, me and my wife don't have any experience in, you know, the getting into retail. Um, So it's it's a struggle to get into these stores. You know, I've taken stickers down to – um, you know, out to the coast when I go fishing, I'll jump off, you know, 20, 30 stickers at a, uh, you know, a tackle shop or some type of outfitters and try to explain to them what Fat Pelican is and how I want to be in their shop, you know, and they're like, well, send me your catalog. I don't even have it. 
have a catalog. Like, so now I put that on to-do list, like how do I get a catalog? How do I get this? How do I do this? How do I get order forms? And um, through just friends of friends, the boutique thing kind of worked out. So she's uh, the boutique is called Frankie's, and it's out of Macon, and they're they're phenomenal. And she's kind of you know, helping me get on my feet on how to uh, how to get into stores and how to make this all work. So me and my wife have a game plan to put together you know order forms and catalogs and all that, and try to go in and knock on these doors and explain to them what Fact Pelican's about. You know how uh, how we were into like the uh, you know inshore fishermen and all you know just trying to explain to them you know that we're out here you know it, it's not easy to get into these stores and uh, but we're going to make it work one way or the other it's just going to take some time yeah um i so it's there's a great parallel between the way you were catching spanish mackerel and how you learned to fish right. and all that and and then your philosophy in this you know this business that you've got going so far from what i hear it's like you you just go into it and the only way to really learn something and this is not just i mean it's my opinion but it's also kind of a proven fact that the only way to learn really and truly learn something is to get out there and get your feet wet and do it and you know try fail try fail you know and by fail you go down to the coast or you go to these places you drop off a sticker they say where's your catalog i don't have one well you lose that one maybe get it in the future Okay, make a catalog. And the next guy says, "Well, where's this? Or what's your what's this? Oh, I don't know." And you just keep building off of that information you get from trying, until you've got it all put together perfectly. Right. I try not to look at it as failures. Um, so when I walk in these stores and they tell me, "Oh yeah, I can't. You know, it's not going to happen. We need a catalog, and we're going to buy." You know, right now it's January, and they're like, we're buying for fall. And I'm like, I don't even have, like, other new T-shirts out for the spring yet. You know, like, so we're just, you know, constantly two, three steps behind everybody else. But, uh, you know, we're learning. So every time somebody says something to me, I don't see it as a failure. I just see it as another learning opportunity. So I just jot it down on my to-do list through my phone. And me and my wife share that to-do list. I just throw that on there, and then, you know, whenever I get home or whenever the opportunity to talk about it, we just try to figure out what's the best way to go at that problem. You know, but none of this stuff is failing. It's just a learning opportunity um, to be better and to, you know, grow this business. Do you pursue pursue stuff outside of the Georgia area? Yeah, I have. I uh, Luckily, through military, I've been able to go down to Key West. I was down there for three weeks. Um, I was trying to, you know, just grinding down there, trying to get into some shops. And nothing really worked out. Um, but I was able to go to Melbourne as well, and there's a phenomenal uh, little fly shop down there um, on the beach, Harry's, and I'm I'm really hoping to get in there. And they carry a lot of the, the smaller brands, you know. I think it's ones that are Texas, the Howler Brothers. Oh, yeah, I got the hat. Man, my favorite hat. I'm wearing it right now. I wear it all the time. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, they're phenomenal. So they're in that store down there. And I bought so many T-shirts and stuff from Hallow Brothers and Skinny Water Culture and Marshware and all those. I mean, that's that's what I was wearing before I started Fat Pelican. Um, so they're down there in that shop, and that's like, that's basically like my number one thing to do this year is to get into that shop. I want to be next to those guys, you know. Um, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, I'm, hopefully at some point it's going to happen. But uh, I don't know if it'll happen anytime soon but that's i've you know i have goals and that, that's one of them is to get in next to those guys you get those exposures we've got a little place here the reason i ask we've got a little place it's like it's called bear mountain here in college station and they like 
they do the same thing. They're like a local company that works with a bunch of local companies around here. They sell the big stuff too. They've got all high quality right. stuff, but they get these local companies from all around and they put stuff in there and it gets them like more and more exposure. And all you need is the right influencer, the right person wearing it to boost your business in that area. You know, just one person go, Oh, this is a cool shirt. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, me and my wife have come down to the point where, um, if we can't get into these stores, we're just going to drop the hats off, you know, drop off 10, 12 hats. And, uh, hopefully we can work out deals where, Hey, if they sell, you can pay for them. You know what I mean? Or, or we, you can order again, you know, however you want to do this, but I stand behind fat pelican. I stand behind the product and I think they fit really well. The hats, I feel like the t-shirts are comfortable, soft. I think people will really like it if I can just get them to wear it. This is the thing so, with uh, me. You know, I'm, we have game plans. I'm a big hat person, like real mm-hmm. big hat person and so many hats. And, and this is just my pet, one of my pet peeves is that it's super hard to get a hat because so many of them do not fit right. They don't fit good. Right. They're right. not made. They, it's like, I don't know what they were thinking when they design them. I'm, I'm curious. Like, I know everybody has a different shape of head and mine's like small and I like more flat bill stuff and that sort of thing. But still like just the comfort of when you put something on, does it stab me in the forehead? Does it fit over my ears? Right. right, or, right. or under my ears? Right. Or whatever it is. And so there's so many brands, even high dollar that it's like, what? Where did you get this hat? Like, whose head did you measure to to put this on? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they sit too, I mean, a lot of the trucker hats just sit too high on my head. Yes, and I'm already extremely tall. I'm six six, so to wear a trucker hat that sits up another two inches just makes me look ridiculous. So <laughs> I don't wear those. But we're trying to have a good variety of hats, um, like that uh, the one you saw, that golf style grandpa hat uh, with the with the rope. You know, and then we have some of the lower profile trucker hats and some of the regular ones. And we're trying to kind of expand out on our, our hat line um, and keep the quality up there so that it does fit other people's heads. I mean, I can't, it's hard for me to sell somebody a, a high sitting trucker hat when they don't like them, you know. So we have to have that variety. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on as far as your shirts go, your shirts, mm-hmm. you make, do you make a long sleeve shirt? Uh, no, we don't have a long sleeve. I plan on uh, this spring pushing out the microfiber uh, UPF uh, 50 shirts, the ones that you know everybody wears when they're fishing. So I plan on putting one of those out, but we don't have any long sleeve out right now. They're, they're like my favorite thing because I don't like wearing sunscreen. I'm kind of against sunscreen right. in a way, you know, but I, I'm, I don't like wearing sunscreen, but I don't like getting sunburned as well. And those are my favorite outdoor <laughs> hiking, like even for hiking. So Right, yeah, anything I mean, outdoors. Yeah, any of that stuff. It's and this is now I'm being a fanboy here, talking to the guy who's running a business. Like, oh yeah, these are cool shirts. You know, I'm not no way saying you have to make it. I just saying how much I like that <laughs> that style. So I am picky when it comes to shirts. Um, I don't want that plastic bag, rubber, uh, plastic feeling of the logo on my back. I just about can't stand it, especially when I'm fishing, you know, out on my kayak or something and you know, the sun's beating down on me. It just feels like I'm just sweating so much where that plastic, you know, where that ink is. Uh, and there's some ways to get around that where it actually dyes the fabric instead of putting like a vinyl sticker on the back. So we're working with a couple companies to try to get that, um, that process down. Uh, but before, before I would put a t-shirt out, you know, I'd have to work that out or, you know, that type of long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Just because I don't want to put the, you know, the, 
and I'm sure you can see, I'm not trying to bash any of the big ones, but you can go to, you know, Academy or Dick Sporting Goods or Cabela's, you know, one of those, and you can pick up some of those shirts and you can feel them. I mean, it's just a vinyl, it's a sticker, it's a vinyl. You know, you watch it two times and it's going to peel off or crack and look like crap. It's, I do not want to do that. It's all what, I mean, it's a marketplace, you know, that it, like if somebody who can't afford maybe some of the bigger stuff, but they want that long sleeve shirt, I mean, that's or that type of shirt, you know, whatever it is, that's, that's what they get. You know, it's cheaper to make, it's cheaper to do a lot of that stuff. And so, um, I mean, I get why they make them and why they're out there and yeah. So bashing it is no way. It's just, it's just part of like the different styles of product and whatever. And it's just getting, giving people a good idea of what your goals and focus are and what type of stuff you're going to be selling. Um, is, is kind of what I was getting at there just so everybody knows like a description of, you know, Hey, fat Pelican's going to make this quality of stuff. It's not going to have the vinyl. Yeah, on I, want, it I, want, stuff. I want people to wear it and be proud of it. I want them to be like, man, this is my favorite shirt. You know, I want them to, you know, throw it in the dryer. You know, if it's in the washer machine, I want them to throw it in the dryer real quick before they're about to head out. Cause they want to wear that shirt. You know, they can have a closet full of them, but I want them to feel like, Hey, like this is my favorite. And this is the one that I want to wear. Um, and that's that's what we're trying to push out. So do you do you um, go to any trade shows or look to go to trade shows, set up booths? How do you market your, not at all. your fat we pelican have not stuff? Not done anything like that. So as of right now, it's just social media and word of mouth. Um, but there are some trade shows that are coming up in the Georgia area. Um, there's some awesome fly fishing ones that are up in Atlanta. There's some out on the coast. Jacksonville has some nice ones. Of course, you've got like some of the big ones down in Orlando. Um, so hopefully, we can be a part of those. Uh, but again, trying to juggle with uh, you know everything, Wyatt's care, Sons care, and then you know military life and Fat Pelican. It's just there's a lot going on. But hopefully, we'll be have some opportunities to kind of get into those. Yeah, go there now. Do you have a lot of family around that can help with Wyatt, or is it just like a solo project between you and your wife there? Uh, so all my wife's family is from here. Um, you know, her mom and dad and her grandmother. Uh, so we get some help from them, but for the most part, you know, uh, it's it's a lot of me and Katie. Um, but her mom, you know, teaches Wyatt, uh, homeschools Wyatt, uh, so she comes over three, four times a week to do that. Uh, anything to kind of help out with us. But uh, for the most part, I mean, my wife is the uh, is a champ when it comes to my boy. How do you um, how do you balance like relationship wise with with your wife and having to take care of Wyatt? And I know you you know she's over there homeschooling him, but there's also that need of being able to have a relationship with your wife as the reason you met in the first place, you know? So how do you right, guys right. balance so, that? Man, that's a hard question. Uh, so it is really difficult for me and her to get away by ourselves. And I can tell you it hasn't happened in years. Um, you know, Wyatt, I don't think I even said, so Wyatt has spinal muscular atrophy. So he's about five weeks old. Wyatt, uh, he stopped kicking. We were changing his diapers and stopped, you know, scratching his face and all that. wasn't really moving very much. So we took him to the doctors. And uh, let's fast forward um, a couple of weeks. In the Trump's hospital, they ended up diagnosing him with spinal muscular atrophy type 1, which is a lot. The easiest way to explain it is it's like ALS where you lose motor functions. You're not building muscle and all that. Um, but that happened to him when he was like five weeks old. You should see my, like, I'm, I'm like a little blown away, like being close to some people who right. have had ALS and just my mom working in nursing home. She's a nurse and being around it, like from a little mm-hmm. kid, these things, um, that's crazy. So how long, like, 
how has he functioned through life moving forward? Like, how's this work with this? Um, I, I've never heard uh, of this disease, like this, this sort of thing right here. So we don't even really think too far in the future. We just take it one day at a time. In the beginning, they told us that he wouldn't make it uh, three months. They said that three months was, um, we called it D-Day. You know, it was like they told us three months, and, it, you know, we, we started counting, you know, just sitting there at night thinking about this stuff. Man, we have until you know, October 27th. Like, that's the day that they told us that he's basically going to pass away. Uh, and it really eats at you. And we crushed that, ended up getting out of the hospital sometime in the middle, middle of November. Um, and then they told us two years, his life expectancy was about two years. And then we crushed that uh, two years, and now they won't tell us anything. You know, they, they kind of said, okay, you guys are doing a great job, just keep it up. So um, Wyatt just had his sixth birthday in August, um, you know, but he is, uh, he's trached. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to really uh, talk very much. He can say some things like yes and no and he's very good at mimicking but he doesn't have the tongue movement to actually pronounce pronunciate anything um but uh you know he doesn't walk he doesn't talk he's not able to hold his head up he, the hardest one was uh his smile when he lost the ability to smile that kind of hit you know me and my wife pretty hard but um we don't really look on the negative side of all this stuff we just look in the positives I mean, he's a typical six-year-old he wants what he wants when he wants it you know and he'll let you know um, you can tell when he's happy, you can tell when he's sad, you can, you know, explain things to him. He knows that I love him. He knows, you know, I know that he loves me. You know, mentally, he's 100%. It's just physically, he has those uh, limitations. This is like, so you truly and honestly, you and your wife and your whole family, like your wife's family, everybody around you has to live, like you're living in every single moment. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so like the, you, you take every single enjoyable moment that you can. And I, I can hear it in your voice. Like there's no like s sadness or depression or anything in your voice, which makes me go, man, these are the toughest human beings on earth. Cause I, you know, having kids myself, it's like, you're saying this and it's hitting me really close to home of just feeling like, man, the sinking feeling that you would have, like, you know, knowing these things. But then at the same time, your outlook on it is really impressive that, you can look at it as like he's a typical six-year-old. You know, he's our six-year-old. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's what I typical. I mean, he's whiny. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he's a typical six-year-old. You know, if he's not happy, he's going to let you know about it. I mean, I I threaten to whooping him all the time. You know, there's no way I ever could whoop him, but I'm like, boy, you're going to get a whooping. You know, just because like, quit yelling, quit screaming. You know what I'm saying? He just gets gets in these little moods and stuff, but. um Man, when he gets laughing and giggling and just, you know, carrying on or singing, you know, if he's watching, um, you know, any Tarzan is his big one, man, and he just gets yelling with Tarzan. I mean, it's, a, it's, an, it's an awesome feeling to know, you know, that he is happy and that he is enjoying life and that we're there to, you know, help him do that. It's, it's kind of eye-opening to hear things like this and to realize what you take for granted. You know, the things you take for granted, that's just like normal everyday life, you know, and the things when you hear something like the story you just told me, it's like you look at I'm just replaying stuff in my life, like what I did this week and the things that I got frustrated with or nervous about or angry with or whatever it may be, you know, with the job and then just life in general, you know, things people say, fr oh, yeah. things, little things friends do. And then this puts things in perspective where you're like, 
man, like those are, I mean, those aren't even first world problems that you're dealing with. You know, why are you stressed out and nervous about these things when other people are doing things like you and your wife are, you know? And I don't mean to lift you up on this crazy pedestal because, I mean, obviously. Oh, no, you know, please don't. I don't belong on any pedestal. Um, if anyone does, my wife does. But uh, I just, uh, still struggling, still have those same thoughts that you have. I mean, a lot of people will come up and tell me, you know, how they didn't sleep last night because their kid was sick and, you know, they have an earache and all this stuff. And then they'll catch themselves like, oh, man, I forgot that you have, like, this extreme special needs child that's trached and you can't walk and, you know, all this stuff. And it's it's kind of relative, you know. My life is my life, and I've been living this for six years. So things aren't difficult. Things aren't sad for me. You know, it's normal for me to carry my six-year-old from the, his bed into the living room so that we can watch TV together or put together Legos. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's all normal for me, you know, in my life right now. And when something changes, yeah, it gets difficult. But same thing for those other people. You know, if, if your son has an earache and he's staying up all night screaming and yelling and stuff, that's difficult. That's, that's a change. I mean, that's, you know, we're not comparing apples and apples, you know. Um, it's just part of life. Yeah, well, it's also amazing what human beings and how adaptable we are all the way around. Right, right. You know, like, uh, I mean, just like you said, if they, if they have an earache, it is a change, and you're used to them not having an Absolutely. earache and going to bed, and so it's like you're up yep. and you're aggravated and you're grumpy and you're cranky. But at the same time, knowing that around the world there's people like yourself and your wife who, who can handle things like this, it's it's really it's an example to people – to say no matter what you're going through, you can handle it. Like, you can do it. Right, and you try. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest point in the whole deal is that, and by sharing this, and I hope I hope thousands and thousands of people listen to it, and not because it's my podcast. It's more like your story and you're willing to share, like your willingness to share this helps so many other people that are struggling with the same sort of thing that they may not think, other people struggle with you know hearing that side of things which that's what i'm most appreciative for when people like yourself share those sort of things i understand that completely i've been trying to push my wife to uh write a book about her like herself and what she's going through and the troubles that she's going through and anxiety and like her depression and just life in general because i think that so many people could learn from her i mean she still struggles um, with a lot of that stuff but she's building out of it she's trying to you know um make things better in her mind you know a lot of it is just burying herself and i think she's kind of understanding that and everybody is you know so um but i'm just trying to tell her like in, in myself too that like get your words out there and explain to people that like hey you can do this you can do anything you, know, you just put your mind to it take it one step at a time and that's really what has happened with Wyatt. you just take it one step at a time it would be great if she listens to this she should totally write the book i think i mean i'm i'm sure she's going to listen to this <laughs> 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 obviously she is man i mean uh you both are really in my view but it's it I, I really appreciate you sharing that part and she definitely should write the book um i had a guy on here I, that I agree. you know i had a guy on here that talked about his troubles with his kids i don't know if you listened to it or not but it's um they you know they had a lot of 
issues themselves where they lost a child at birth and it it's it's impressive like your mindset and his mindset and their mindset you know it's you guys are like line up equal with each other and it and that is is the is the like i'm blessed to get to put that on my podcast i guess is what i'm trying to say is that you know to get your story out there so imagine if there's a book that she has that she puts out and that y'all sell through your website, you know, the fat Pelican website or wherever, you know, you go push it just like you push that or, you know, it gets in store somewhere. I, I love it. I love the idea. You know, the details that she could help other mothers with is like boundless. I just think I don't, it's almost, uh, it's almost like I think that she could, she doesn't realize it, but she could help so many people out just explaining the struggles that she's, dealt with and how she's dealt with them and the true feelings too that go along with all that well i mean you know you get like you said that's your life that's your daily life and i've had people Mm -hmm. on the podcast i'll just you know being honest about it people on the podcast that have amazing stories but when they talk about it it's just like eh, okay you know that's what i do every day you know and i'm going right right no what you do is is crazy. It's really interesting. You know, it really is to a lot of people and, and how you made these things work. So to her, I'm sure it's just like everybody else where you're like, it's just every day. Yeah, this just is my, everyday life. For my, her. Well, like what, what can people possibly learn from me? Like I, this is just everyday life and I'm struggling, but you, you like yeah. not realizing from the other side because you're not on the other side. You never have been. You've only known this. So yeah, I get to see it every day. I get to see her deal with this every day. So I see it, you know, and it, it's, it's clear to me how amazing she is. So if I can, it, like if this podcast can encourage her to write a book and then if she wants to be on to promote the book, if it let me know, I will blast it out right. everywhere. I mean, it would be oh, that's amazing. I'll, it, I'll definitely tell her that it, she's going to love it. It would be awesome. Or okay. So how does fat Pelican help out with, all of this thing do you donate money to organizations still is this supporting your fa- like it's extra income supporting your family obviously um do do the other veterans seeing it's veteran owned and hearing your story help you out like by purchasing fat pelican stuff like how's that work and how's that help grow like your wife and, so most, and your relationship and stuff. Yeah, so most of the people that buy Fat Pelican right now are friends or families or saw it on Instagram, some type of social media. Um, and a lot of them are veterans. Um, so, I mean, we have not donated any money to any veteran group or any type of uh, nonprofit for fishing or conservation or anything like that. Um, we haven't done anything like that yet, but we it's clearly in the plans. And we'd like to be able to do like a T-shirt design and sell it for that one problems so um say it was something with save the turtles you know straws against turtles oh uh, we would like to make a t-shirt like that and then turn that all that profit into like a turtle rehab center or something to try to help them out um but right now uh, i can tell you that we're not really pulling any paychecks off of that pelican every dollar that comes in is going right back out uh, whether it's getting new designs stickers more hats um we're really just trying to build this. I have six more years until I'm eligible to retire. And uh, that was the goal, six years, and I'm going to do this full-time. Um, hopefully it can happen before that, you know, and I just try to juggle military and Fat Pelican and why Katie my whole life. But um, hopefully six years I can do this full-time. I love that idea. I love 
I love the idea of the conservation thing with turtles. Obviously, I love that growing up on the coast, but then uh, snorkeling right, with them right. and seeing them. I, I love the idea of collaborating and making a like that's just a fantastic idea to me. Like you said, it immediately got me fired up. Like that's that's so neat. I, I love the direction that it's that you're trying to take it and where it's going. Do you guys have like a LinkedIn page and a Facebook page and everything like that? Uh, we don't have a LinkedIn, but we do have a Facebook and an Instagram, and they're both. Uh... I think the Instagram is fat underscore Pelican and you can search fat Pelican clothing company. And then the Facebook is just a full name fat Pelican clothing company. And then our website again is fat Pelican clothing company.com. Man, I really like, I just started getting on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't, I never did Facebook before. And so I got mm-hmm. a Facebook just for the podcast and you know, right. using that, me using that is so clumsy. It's the clumsiest thing ever. <laughs> But the LinkedIn page, I I really think that uh, down the line I'm going to see benefit from it. So, I I mean, I just suggest it, and you can put, like, videos up there. You, you can do a whole bunch of creative really? things and network with – you can network with all these stores that you want to get into. You can search them and, like, network with them over LinkedIn. Uh, a guy I work with, uh, he works down in South Texas. He's kind of like my position down there. He goes and he he networks with all of his clients and picks up clients purely off of LinkedIn. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to write this down again. I'm not, I barely make Facebook work. Um, and when Instagram, when I first started using Instagram, I was lost on how all that. I mean, I didn't understand how to like something. And my wife's like, "Hey, you just have to like hit the heart." And I'm like, "Well, that means I love it. Why can't I like it?" And she's like, "That's not how Instagram works." <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, you can write these long things and stuff. It's so cool. But it's funny that you said that story because just relating to you for a second, when I'm trying to start this Facebook, because my wife, like your wife, is is like the biggest. She's definitely my supporter in, and she like she makes me better at all these things that I'm doing. And she pushed me to even do the podcast in the first place. So it's it's right. just neat. And then she's like, "Yeah, we'll start your Facebook page." And so. You really need it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then she, she's, I'm trying to set it up and I'm like getting frustrated because I don't know how this works and I still am the clumsiest with it. And she's like, I can't believe you don't know this. I'm like, I don't, I I have no clue. Like you want to tell me how to like something? I got kicked off Facebook twice for posting a picture of a sunrise from Rockport, Texas. And I couldn't figure out why. I have no idea. I don't know what I did wrong. Like, obviously, I did something that just triggered it. But I'm like, I'm lost. I'm very frustrated. I don't like face. I don't like it. I this is, but I have to turn some of those things over to her and let her just do it. So you, the liking button, I totally relate to all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, you and your wife. So you and your wife work together for the podcast, right? Uh, she. So it kind of started. Because we take these like short little weekend vacations, you know, we don't have a lot of money. We we both work full time right. jobs. We work a lot of hours at our job. It's not just nine to five. It just mm-hmm. sounded dumb being like, "Hey, this is the twelve hour workday podcast" or something, you know. So, right. Um, but we would constantly go, and she's actually she used to be a photographer by trade, and mm-hmm. she, she just enjoys photography. So she would take these awesome photos everywhere we go. Like we'd hike these long hikes, you know, 12, 13, 14 mile hikes, I guess you want to say long. Um, and 
we'd hike to these summits and these really crazy spots that are off the trail to take photos, you know, take these cool photos. And it just started off like people on Instagram would say, I wish I was on vacation all the time. And I was like, we're not on vacation. We're just using our time off as best, like as right. best we can. We're taking yeah, we every can. opportunity to go places and see things and do things. Cause that's what Absolutely. we're into. So, uh, it's really the inspiration behind that. And then her involvement in the podcast is super important. And that is I run things by her. She listens to the podcast and gives me like hosting tips that are just like I there. You can't quantify them with dollars because she's so good at it. She's my best critic in the best way. And, and so she's, she's a super important part of as far as I've made it now, I don't know how far I've made it. And I hope I'm not, you know, <laughs> putting something out like I'm good or anything, but she's, she's the, she, she's the reason like the promotion and just helping me out with, cause she's built her job was building brands. Uh, that's, and she's so good at it. And so she's helped me in that process and I, I can't thank her enough for it. So yeah, that's how, that's how, it works with the podcast with me and her. So it's very much a team effort in this thing. So I am installing a employee of the month. So I'm doing it for January. It was on my to-do list. I shared with my wife and it literally says buy employee of the month plaque for Katie, <laughs> which is my <laughs> wife's name. So every month I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy her a plaque, you know, and take a picture of her and just have it printed out and put, you know, these on the wall. It's just me and her. So she's the only one that can be the employee of the month. I just think it'd be great to have employee of the month, you know, and just have my wife all over every one of them. So. I love it, man. I love that That's idea. The employee of the month. <laughs> and then, you know, if she doesn't do something that I ask her to do that week or it doesn't work, I'm just going to, you know, throw, hey, you're not going to be employee of the month if you don't step it up. You know, so maybe she'll skip like March or April. Yeah, just skip the, the reason we have fun with it. She forgot orders, so that's why we skipped this month. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a picture of the dog or Wyatt and put that in there. Like they're the employee <laughs> of the month this week. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome, man. Yeah, well, have fun with it. Well, have thank fun. you very much for sharing your story. Uh, I really appreciate it. This has been an absolute blast. And before we like close out, I want you to just plug everything again, like where you can find it, and then – uh, and, and let people know where they can find you, where they can buy stuff, um, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, so it's uh, Instagram is fat underscore pelican. Uh, Facebook, it's fat pelican clothing company. And then the website is fat pelican clothing company.com. That's where you can find it all. Go there, everybody. Check it out. Let them know what you think. Buy some product. Help support them and why it. I mean, I'm for sure going to get on there and get something because it's, I like it anyway. I thought it was cool. I really dig the sweater, but now hearing the story, it's like, okay, I might, I, I definitely need to buy more of it and support people that I can oh, get behind. Awesome. So, uh, I hope more well, people do. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, this is something that I was really looking forward to. And I think we talked all week, you know, I have notes and, you know, a little nervous coming into this thing, but I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you.